Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, this show is all about creating rabid fans. And I'm telling you, we got an expert and it's an exciting, exciting uh, podcast episode. And I'm talking about David Merriman Scott. I mean, this guy is an expert. He invented newsjacking. Newsjacking. Have you ever heard of that term? It's in the Webster uh, Dictionary. He's the guy that invented that term. So things might be challenging the way we do business right now, but brands still need to find ways to remain engaged with their customers. It, is it possible to ask this question? Is it possible to keep the engagement going in a time of crisis? Well, I'm not going to tell you what he said. You got to listen to the show, but I'm telling you, he's giving you some great ideas. David Merriman Scott is the author of Fanocracy, a book about creating rabid fans and listeners. And he's right here on this show. And many might be familiar with him, could have had him on the show before, but I love to talk to this guy. He's so insightful and so smart. And he's with us right now. David, welcome back to All Business. Thanks a lot, Jeff. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. I love you're doing these daily. They're fabulous. Well, thank you so much. And, and I should say that Dave and I are good friends too. We've, we've become friends over the years as we started to meet uh, together. I first met David's brother. Yeah. His brother I knew is a former CMO, still, still working in marketing. Used to, I met him at the Wall Street Journal, and then uh, David and I started uh, speaking on stage together. And it's just been that, that was uh, a few years ago. I don't want to mention how many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, more than 10. Let's just put it that way. Just yes. a few more than 10. Hey, ten I want to talk plus. about creating rabid fans because I think right now with what we're doing, David, in terms of this, it's the new normal, the new yes. change. It's yes. different. You and I were talking right before the show that it's actually creating lots of great opportunity for some people. How, how do you create rabid fans when you can't touch them? It's absolutely a fabulous opportunity uh, right now. And the reason is because all humans are hardwired to want to be part of a tribe of like-minded people. My daughter, Reiko, and I, she's 27 years old, researched our new book. And you had me on a couple of months yeah. ago, Jeffrey, Do you to have talk one? about Thank fanocracy. You. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, turning fans into customers and customers into fans. And we spoke with a number of neuroscientists about fandom. And one of the most important things about fandom is that when you get physically close to people who are part of your tribe, like for me, I love the Grateful Dead. You can see some yeah. logos, them logos behind me. When I'm with my Grateful Dead tribe, I'm safe and comfortable. That's hardwired in us going back 10,000, 20,000 years, because when we're with our tribe, we're safe. When we're not with our tribe, we're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing that gets really interesting. Um, one neuroscientist, Edward T. Hall, identified different levels of proximity and further than 20, uh, further than about 12 feet is called uh, public space. We don't track those people between 12 feet and four feet is called social space. So now when we're out in public, we should be yep. wearing our, the wearing mask, our the masks mask. yeah. and we should be in social space. But personal space is where it's the most powerful shared human emotions inside of four feet. That's cocktail party distance. But we can't do that right now. Right. So here's, here's what's interesting. Exactly what we're doing right now, using video 
is really, really important because there's another part of neuroscience we learned about called mirror neurons, which are the part of our brains that fire when we see somebody doing something as if we're doing it ourselves. I'm going to demonstrate, Jeff. I've got a lemon and a slice of oh, lemon here. You, you so, actually did homework. I'm impressed. I, I, I knew I was going to be on with you. I have to be prepared. So if I take a bite of this lemon, my brain fires. My mm. My neurons are firing, my eyes close, my eyes waters yeah. a little bit, my yeah. mouth puckers up. I mean, it's really powerful to bite into a lemon, but your brain is firing too, right, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. I'm and, thinking, and, and, I'm looking at you and I and I could I can taste it in my mouth. I could like yeah. I kind of tasted it. Yeah. It's really weird. So here's where we can build fans right now, every single one of us, exactly the way you are doing right now, video. Yeah. cropped as if you're four feet away because intellectually our brain knows Ooh, that yeah. you and I are not in the same room. Right. I know that, but our mirror neurons say that we are. We can't separate the fact that I'm seeing you from four feet away. My brain says we're in the same room, even though intellectually we know I'm not. We're no, we're, you know, we're David, not. I, I got to ask you, and again, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with David Merriman Scott, uh, you know, 20 sometime, 10 previous books, uh, bestsellers and talking about raving fans. And I think you can do that. With, I think this is one of the reasons you're, you're getting me to think about this is reason why podcasting is so, so good, too, is because, look, I'm going to lean in the mic. You can hear my <laughs> voice. I'm yeah. in your head. I'm in your ears, right? You think that's part of it too? It, it is part of it, but um, and and voice is important too. But not but as good as the video is even stronger. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and here here's some of the proof of that. Um, we've all felt as though we know personally a movie star. And we know intellectually that we've never met that movie star, but you have a feeling that you're a personal friend with that movie star because your mirror neurons kick in and say that you've been in the same room with them. Um, so all, all of us, everyone listening in on this, all entrepreneurs have an opportunity right now during our lockdown to double down on video. Um, create a show like you have um, this wonderful show um, or um, put a video, just put a upload a video onto LinkedIn uh, or look on your website for places that you can have an introductory video about what your company does or products or services. One of my favorite examples of a place to put a video is on your contact us page. Yeah. Stick, a stick a video in there saying what happens when you fill out the contact form. Oh, uh, you'll, we'll get an answer within 24 hours. It'll come from me personally, you know, whatever it is. All of these are great ways to use video. Ooh, hey, my team, write that down because I can't write it down fast enough because I got too much stuff to do during the show, but you got to write that down. Please write that down. I'll, I'll create the video this weekend. I think that's a great idea of, hey, this is what's going to happen when you fill it out. Hey, we need to take a quick break and we're going to be right back. C-Suite Radio. Hey, everybody, we're talking live with David Merriman Scott. You know him. He's an author of Phenocracy. He co-wrote this book with his daughter, who's a medical student up at Boston University. It's a number one bestseller, a Wall Street Journal bestseller. And we're so glad to have him on the show. And don't forget, folks, hey, I got to tell you, a new program that we've kicked off at C-Suite Network is C-Suite Loans. Hey, you can get options. You can get funding. You can get growing. You, if you need a loan between $5,000 and five five. 
oh my gosh, $5 million. I, I thought that was a zero wrong there. It's $5 million. What they do is you just go on the site, fill it out. And within 48 minutes to 48 hours, you know whether you got the loan. And they, they source it from, I think, over 50 banks. Oh, 25 plus lenders. That's what they're telling me. 25 plus lenders. So if you're looking for a loan, go to c-suiteloans.com and then check it out. We'd love it. It's a good, good new program. And it's with vetted funding, vetted funding. So we thank them. I, I love this idea of the video. What a great way to create, again, raving fans and to make that personal connection. How else can we do that, David, in this in this physical distancing? Because it, it's not gonna snap back right away. No, it's not gonna snap back right away. I mean, and I think what's really important when you're trying to create fans is that you present an authentic version of your, yourself. Yeah. Uh, both you personally, as well as the people in your organization, as well as your company. And one of the things that's really easy for everybody to do right away is take a look at your site and eliminate all of the garbage words. <laughs> you know, oh. the innovative, best in breed, cutting edge, all of that yeah. stuff, because, because those words are meaningless and people see right through it. And especially now where we're in an environment where um, people feel like they want to come together more. At least that's what I'm feeling. It's a strange right. kind of thing that this lockdown has done for us. I think it's brought humanity closer. Oh, I think so. Speaking, yeah, it's right. It's amazing. So if you're not yeah. speaking in a human way, try to change that. And then I also suggest doing the same thing with eliminating stock photos from your website of people and use real people instead, your employees, your customers, and so on. Because again, putting forward your authentic self um, is, is really, really important. Do you think it's, it's kind of, it's, so when I hear you say that, like when people, they tell me a lot of times, that they, and I know they do with you too, David, they say, hey, you're so authentic. You're so real. You know, yeah. and I think, well, how else can you be something else? I mean, you have to be yourself. But it's amazing how many people f- try to fake the, fake being authentic. They, they either fake being authentic or they don't even try. And they're essentially copying other businesses in their um, market space. And mm. you see it a lot in technology businesses, B2B yeah. businesses, where it's everybody's all buttoned down and they, the website are interchangeable from the competitors. And, um, and thinking about that, the easiest way quickly you can do it this weekend to change that up right now is just eliminate that garbage language. I call it gobbledygook and then eliminate those stock photos. Hey, can I give you an update on my daughter, my co-author on? on Would you please? Yeah. Yeah. So as you mentioned, um, uh, she was a medical school student until um, very recently. She was supposed to graduate in May and then start her residency in June. And she um, was accepted into the residency program for emergency medicine at Boston Medical Center. But because of COVID, COVID, all of the four medical schools in Massachusetts moved graduation up um, to, she's graduating a week from today as we record this, um, middle of wow. April. And then um, the, the uh, governor has granted all of the medical students their license to practice medicine early. So my um, daughter is going to be on the front lines of COVID starting in a couple of weeks. And um, it's, in, it, 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 you know, as a father, I know you're a father too, Jeff. It's, yeah. um, 
Yeah. Uh, and, and you've got, you've got, I, I know I've met one of your daughters. You have at least one daughter and I feel like I'm sending her off to war. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I was just, I'm, and I'm having one of those lemon moments right now. And because I have a daughter and I have a son. Yeah, I know. And, and uh, thank you. And, and first of all, thank her for us for doing what she's doing. But at the same time, I'm getting teary eyed because I'm having that, I'm having that lemon moment because that's what you feel like, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to I mean, be I, one. You're proud. I, I know you're proud because I know of how proud you are of your daughter. But two, you got to be just scared shitless too. Well, I am, and you know, Boston Medical Center, where she's going to be, is the um, the largest level one trauma center in all of New England. So she yeah. is going to be in the thick yeah. of it. Um, but I am really proud of her. And I mentioned earlier that we wrote this book together, Fanocracy, yeah. um, about fandom culture and. It was so awesome to write with her because uh, I, I just mentioned she's a medical, you know, finishing up medical school. She's going to be a doctor. So different from me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she's a, she's a, she's a millennial woman, which is so different from me. Yeah. Um, my wife's Japanese. So my daughter is mixed race. She was born in Tokyo. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of the Grateful Dead and live music. And she's a huge she, fan. Does of she like, does Harry she like Potter. the Grateful Dead? Uh, I've dragged her a few times. Um, she likes live music too, so she's happy with it, but she just thinks I'm a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, you're nuts. Hey, um, let me but, ask you, well, th again, thank, thank you. I'll think, um, I will say a special prayer for her and I hope everybody else will do the you. same. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's tough. And so I, we, I just, I just give, I'm doing everything I can to help uh, those first responders. I know everybody. I know. Right. To. Um, right. exactly. I'm, I'm, I am too. It's really important work. Yeah. Uh, but, but odds are we're, we're beating it. We're getting it. We're going where we need to go. And the more people that stay home and do our job, if that's your job, stay home and uh, don't get it. That's it. Yeah. That's the name of the game. Yeah. And, so, and, hey, wear, and, wear your, to, and wear your mask. Wear your mask. Yeah, wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. I'm still, again, I keep saying this every day. I'm still surprised by how many people are now washing their hands. That's okay. What were you doing before, folks? Okay. All right. I got another question. What, what brands do you feel are the most authentic? Oh, what an interesting question. Yeah. Um, I think that the brands that are authentic are the ones who are focus on generosity first. Oh, okay. They're the brand, the core the value. Brand, That's a core value. Yes. And I'm, I'm not a religious person, but I'm a very spiritual person. And my philosophy in the way that I do business is I give as much as I can. I give all kinds of things away, whether it's content on my website, I've got some of my books are free on Kindle. Um, you know, I, I'm always finding ways I can give away. I learned that actually from the Grateful Dead because they were the only band in, in that, that allowed fans to record their music. Yeah. You know, fans could bring in con, um, uh, professional grade recording gear, set it up at the shows, record the music. The Grateful Dead was cool with that. They could trade in the early days, cassette tapes and then MP3 files. And that grew their business. And what I'm seeing now, I'm sure you're seeing it too, Jeff, everyone listening in is seeing it too, is that so many companies during our crisis right now are sending out the emails and saying, COVID-19, you're cooped up inside, here's a 20% off coupon. Or COVID-19, you're cooped up inside, free shipping yeah. until Friday. Yeah. And it makes, me, it makes me angry that 
people are exploiting this situation to try to sell something. Whereas other organizations are taking a look at what's going on in this environment and trying to figure out how they can give to the universe with no expectation of anything in return. You know, I think of examples of companies that have completely retooled in order to create needed equipment for the medical community. Um, For example, L.L. Bean and Brooks Brothers are both creating things like masks and gowns for hospital workers to wear. Uh, And there's many, many, many other examples of that, but they're doing it because they want to be helpful. They're not doing it because they want to exploit a situation. So I, I think that's where authenticity comes from. Is, oh, I'm watching some truly of the local being brands. helpful. Yeah, we've got local brands here in South Dakota right now. Farmland, it's a, you know, a, a supermarket, small supermarket. Hy-Vee, which is a more regional chain. You know, they started opening up hours just for uh, senior citizens yes. early and late just saying only they could come in. So they were most at risk. And I, I just applauded them because they did that. Now, of course they're getting business. Okay. Well, if you're going to feed soup to, to people who need it, the person serving the soup has got to have a little soup too. So there's nothing yes. wrong with that. You know, I, I agree. I agree okay. with that. I totally yeah. agree with that. So, um, you know, I think that's a really important part of authenticity, especially right now um, is, are you, reacting to the pandemic in a way that you're helping the world rather than reacting to the pandemic in a way that you're trying to profit off of it. I have a quick question I want to come back to. I need to take another break because I've got to be able to keep the soup going. And uh, so I want to take a quick break. I'll be right back with David Merriman Scott, uh, best-selling author, speaker, and they'll be right back in just a second. C-Suite Radio. Make sure that you're telling other friends about what we're doing right here on C-Suite Radio because we want other people to be able to tune in, not just to my show, but to all the shows. We've got some great, great content. Today, I'm talking with David Merriman Scott. Um, He is internationally acclaimed business strategist, entrepreneur, advisor, and of course, a public speaker and best-selling author of 10 previous books. And of course, his new book is out Fanocracy that he co-wrote with his daughter. It's a fantastic book all about creating rabid fans. And of course, we've learned through the show, he's a Grateful Dead fan. You you termed, you got a term, and I want to use it right now because I'm watching people do it. You 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 talked about news hijacking, which I yeah. thought was brilliant. And you right. you termed that. And I've always I've always used the word hijacking. We got to go hijack. And then you went and did it. I went, oh, that sucker. What a smart guy. Yeah, that I, I, I created the term newsjacking. Yeah, and, newsjacking. Um, there it is. And, and, um, I, and I call it hijacking. You call it newsjacking. Yeah. But I'm watching a lot of companies newsjack right now on COVID, right? Yes. You think you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Um, you know, newsjacking is in, I started talking about it 10 years ago and now it's become so popular that, um, the newsjacking word, which I pioneered is in the Oxford English dictionary, which is remarkable, but I've seen so many people who do it in the wrong way because when it, whenever there's death or destruction, that's not an opportunity for you to try to get the media to talk about you um, based on the news that's happening. Um, However, there are many different ways that the right organizations can provide um, value right now. So, for example, a bank 
could do some news jacking and talk about how you can apply for the government-backed loans. Um, there's a, um, a, a really interesting attorney. His name is Russell Alexander. He works out of Ontario in Canada. And he's created a COVID-19 um, uh, legal um, set of web pages. So what happens during these particular situations of COVID-19 from the legal perspective? Right. So sh- sure, he might generate from bus- some business from it, but that's not the purpose of doing that. The purpose of doing that is to get people interested. And he, he emailed me a couple of minutes, a couple minutes ago and said, hey, we just um, uh, got a story published about us in the Globe and Mail newspaper, Canada's largest newspaper. So, um, so that's how newsjacking works, is you create content, put it out there, and then the media picks up on it. But don't do it just to exploit something, because that's really, it's, it's sleazy. Do it yeah. when you have something valuable to share that's related to, this, to the news that's coming out that will be um, valuable to people that the media then might pick up on. Well, wise words, David. I can't, I can't thank you enough. We've been talking with David Merriman Scott, author of the best-selling book, Fanocracy. Make sure you rush out and get it because right now you should be focusing on how to make rabid fans, how to make great fans. We want you to do that. And David's an expert. So, David, thanks for joining us right here alive on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel on C-Suite Radio. Thanks, Jeffrey. I really appreciate you having me on. Take care. All right. And best to your daughter, my friend. Cheers. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Thank you. The end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. Now, we're going to be uh, going on to another part of our show on push and pause and how to move forward during crisis. But I want to talk to you about creating rabid fans and what I learned from David Merriman Scott. I tell you, I tell you what I learned. Personal connection. Personal connections. That's what works for brands. That's what works for selling. That's what works for love, life, everything. But he's saying in a different way, you know, we can't meet like we used to. We have to have this physical distancing. I think it's going to stick for a while. I think it's going to stick. So how do you make the personal connection? He's saying video. I think he's right. And I also got him to say that he thinks the voice is good on the podcast too. That's a good one too. I like that because I see you're listening to me right now. We're making a personal connection. I think it's awesome. Okay. On this part of the show, I've got a great, great friend of mine who knows everything there is to know about sales. And he also likes to talk almost as much as I do because he's got a podcast right here on this network. He's, he's the leader of sales fuel uh, which is a great software company. And of course, I'm talking to Lee Smith, the founder and CEO of Sales Fuel, a company that enables uh, the acquisition, the development and retention of top employees and customers in sales, in sales. He's using sales, of course, sales fuel. That, that, that makes sense. In these times, how do you keep employees engaged and how do you keep everyone's spirits up? We talk about that by management, by walking around. And how do you do that in an environment where you can't walk around? That's what we're going to get into in this show. He's also, as I mentioned, has the podcast Manage Smarter and is the author of Hire Smarter and Sell More. Welcome back to All Business, Lee Smith. It's great to be with you again, Jeffrey. Good to be here. I'm telling you, we've all been thrown a loop uh, in recent weeks. How are you handling the changes yourself, and and what's your what's been your biggest challenge? Uh, the biggest challenge for for me is I didn't really realize until uh, until all this happened when we all had to work from home that I am a big fan, a big subscriber of Tom Peters's. Uh, well, he says it's not his principle, but he's the one to coin the term management by walking around, yeah. and. 
you know, I really miss being able to go around the office and stick my head into people's offices or whatever and ask, what are you working on? How's it going? You know, how's the wife? How's the kids? That sort of thing. Uh, I'm sure all the while they were thinking, boy, what a distraction. I I got a million things to do. I don't need this guy in my office right now. But that's where I really picked up a lot of information about, you know, getting getting the pulse of, you know, where people's heads were at and, uh, and how things were going. And so, you know, to answer that question, it's like I actually called up Tom Peters and had him be on the Manage Smarter podcast a couple weeks ago. And I asked him that question. And uh, boy, I tell you, he's also got some colorful language once you get him going. He tries to be polite to start off or whatever. Once he rips out the first F-bomb or whatever, then all you know, the gloves are off at that point. The gloves are it's off. A, was, the gloves are yeah. off. Then you get the red dot next to your podcast on iTunes. There you go. But that, I, <laughs> that'll, I have be, a lot of, that'll be next. Yeah, I have a lot of red dots on my podcast. I'm not sure why, but anyway, <laughs> nonetheless. But Tom Peters, you talk about guru. I, what, some of the things that Tom did, literally, 30 40 years ago, right? That's, he was at his peak 30, 40 years ago, but it's still, mm-hmm. it's still pertinent information, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and so really what we talked about was how we take management by, by walking around and make that more relevant then to, to a time period when right now everyone's working from home. But even once we're through the worst of COVID-19, you'll have people then are going back to their offices. But, you know, there's the other thing, too. The veil is off the excuse of, oh, well, you know, you can't work from home because I really need you here in the office when, well, that's bullshit now because we've actually proven now. You can do it. Been able to demonstrate that they can do it, that they have fewer distractions with with the wife, the husband, and the dog than they do with people like me at the office. And, you know, and they get more stuff done. So it's like, you're, you're going to have, and you're going to have another thing that you had after 9-11, where, you know, people, if you remember, were very hesitant then to, to fly on airplanes for a while or, or to go to large public gatherings, go to a ball game, that sort of thing. And it took them a while to get back into, into that routine. So it's not like the government's going to say, okay, everybody, go crazy and, and things go back to normal. It's going to be a very gradual, very slow thing. Well, there's so, good, I've noticed this, you know, you talk about management by walking around and that you just triggered, right? Well, how am I doing that right now? Well, I use, we use a Microsoft Teams and we're starting mm-hmm. to really move, use that a lot, use that a great deal. And then of course we use Zoom and I'm punching in and, and checking with people. I mean, I'm calling them immediately and, I, and that's my walking around you know, probably to the point of where the team's like, oh, quit walking around or quit zooming me, (laughs) you know, but that's my way of checking in. And I actually think we're doing a better job now than ever before um, with that. I really do. And I, and it's going to be interesting. I could, I think you're going to have two sets of employees. One set of employees said, yeah, can I work from home from now on? And the other one I think is going to be, can I come back to the office? Cause my kids are are killing me. Driving me fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You get a little bit of that. and that's one of the things too is like you know is you know while there's a lot of storm clouds still and a lot of gloom and doom when you when you watch and read the news, you know we have to do we have to pre- prepare for the recovery we have to be ready for it because it's going to yeah. happen. Restart. And, I call it the restart. Yeah, and the other thing. Yeah. Okay. And, and and one we need to do it because we need to paint a vision of hope. You know to help get people through this. You know by keeping them focused on better times ahead. But the other thing is is like you think about all the things that people are missing right now. You know, seeing their coworkers in in person, going happy hour, going to restaurants, going to ball games. You think we do happy hour. Both. We're having happy. We're having happy hour. Well, that's true. Day. Yeah, that's true. We're doing it. We still have our company lunch. It's like it's kind of weird watching thirty people, whatever, on a Zoom call, whatever, stuffing food in their mouths. But there you go. Little I'm holding right up there. a flask Little right now. This is, this is my flask. This is my one of my Scotch hidden. Don't tell my wife. Is one of my hidden Scotch flasks here in the desk. That's, that's a, a hazelnut hooch. 
Yeah, you can brand little... that. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but you can do some of that stuff, and I think that's that's a, a pretty smart way of doing it. Let me ask you a question, Lee. I'm, I'm not. I'm going to ask you a very direct one. Are you doing better now or worse since it started? Well, you know what's funny is that I got my first quarter sales results, and they were all up beyond my expectations. I said, mm. okay, that's fine. That's show me the net for the first quarter. And like, oh my God, it's just like we were up substantially the first quarter. But are you seeing the doom and gloom? Are you seeing the doom and gloom that everybody's talking about? You know, I've never bought into that fully and I still don't buy into that. And, and because I'm an entrepreneur and I've been doing this for 35 years. And so entrepreneurs by their very nature are optimists. So I'm yeah. an optimist and I'm, I always take pleasure looking for the silver linings and things like that. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I never bought in that it was going to be as gloom and doom. I don't buy into all the people talking about depressions and things, and, and or it's going to be an L shaped, whatever. I'm not well, buying into that crap. I think we're going to have some difficulty. Listen, I want to take a quick break oh, and will. then I'm going to come, I want to take a quick break and I want to come right back and I want to talk more about this mood because I think it's all about mood and I think mood's going to be a big part of what we do. And it's very special when it comes to sales. Let's take a break and come right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with Lee Smith. Lee Smith is the founder and CEO of Sales Fuel. You got to check his software. I love your software. I love the product. It's a great product. And of course, Lee is also uh, one of our C-Suite Network Advisors, one of our top, top thought leaders in our organization, and also as a podcast on C-Suite Radio. We thank you for all of that and your support of all of these C-Suite and founders and officers of business. Lee, you're to be commended because you work really hard. And we were talking right before the break about mood because, you know, I think moods, it plays a big part of it. I, is it that for a lot? Listen, for some businesses, they're going to be devastated. We know that. Mm -hmm. And let's mm -hmm. do what we can to support them. Our fellow brothers and sisters out there, let's help them to drive and thrive. Let's buy the gift cards. Let's order from the restaurants where you can. You know, some of us, I live five miles out of town. No one delivers. So, you know, I'm still driving in and I'm getting it. I'm buying it, you know. and then You could, you could probably shoot a bison on your way to work, though. I mean, you yeah, can almost, yeah. 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 <laughs> Deer, that's for sure. I always yeah. have food. Not a problem. So, um, but anyway, I, but there, there are opportunities as well in crisis, right? Oh, yeah. There, there are always opportunities in crisis. So how can someone, and this is toughly, how can someone sell in this kind of environment right now? And should they be selling is another question. Well, the answer is, is that I subscribe to the theory and the principle that selling is helping. Selling is yeah. not pushing the product of the month. Well said. So it, well said. When, you're, when you're helping as a salesperson or whatever, it is absolutely the best time to be practicing your craft because there are clients, your clients, your accounts then that need your help, you know, and, and being innovative and pivoting. You know, what they need from you is they need, they're not just looking for a deal, they're looking for value and comfort. And the value comes from your ability then to help them pivot and help them innovate and adapt to the crazy times that we're in right now and to prepare for the future. And the comfort will come from you helping them see for themselves that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and they're going to survive and they're even going to thrive to some extent. And if they can get that from you, 
and whether it be through you being a super connector, you just being the voice of hope and reason, uh, or, or being innovative and creative or whatever, that's exactly what salespeople should be doing. And to answer the second part of your question, Jeffrey, is that, you know, there's a lot of companies right now that, oh, we're going to have a hiring freeze. Oh, we're going to slash budget. We're going to trim our, 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 our force by 20%. Oh, we're going to starve them of all the resources that they need to be able to do their job well because, you know, we need to hoard cash and everything like that. If you've got a competitor like that or whatever, now's the time you put your foot on your pedal and, and one foot on the pedal, the other foot on their necks. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that. Now you're talking my language right now. You know, just, you know, cold cock those guys because, yeah, seriously, that's not the right way to do it. The right way to do it right now is to help. And I'm calling everybody. I tell everybody, I talk about the five keeps. If you need the five keeps, let me know. I'll send them to you. But you got to keep your customers engaged. The way you do that, you reach out and you say, hey, how can I help you? We're doing that every single day in the C-Suite Network. You know, come and join us. Be a part of it. We'd love to have you and be a part of it. We've reduced the prices down so everybody could just get in. We want you to get in, and then we'll start getting through the next 60 to 90 days. And don't forget, by the way, if you need a C-Suite loan, if you need a loan, we got a program. Go to c-suiteloans.com. And they've got anywhere from 5,000 to 5 million available for you. They got 25 plus banks that they can connect you to. And within 48 minutes to 48 hours, you can get a loan. So don't forget about that. We want to make that happen right away. I, I, you know, what advice do you have for somebody right now to do the right things? The best thing you can do right now is mind your mindset. You know, when we were talking, we were heading in that direction here a few minutes ago. I was like, I want to take you there right now. Uh, first thing you got to do is stay positive. You've got to limit all the inf the negative influences in your life, which means avoid the sensationalistic websites and, and news sources, avoid the clickbait, stay out of the freaking comments on social media. Yeah. Uh, because the thing of, I'm a big believer is, is that, you know, your beliefs and your mindset leads to your motivation. Your motivation leads to your behavior and your actions and your behavior and your actions leads inevitably to the results. And that is really the cornerstone of my book that's coming out next month called Hire Smarter, Sell More. And also our sales fuel hiring platform uh, that we have called Sales Fuel Hire. But it's like, I just, I've seen this over and over again for 35 years. It's, it's, it starts with the mindset. And then, you know, if you have great talent and you've got terrible mindset or whatever, you're limited. And if you've got mediocre talent and you've got a great mindset or whatever, you can still do great things. And so right now is, is to work on the mindset, get a good night's sleep, exercise to re relieve stress, you know, be patient, but don't make yourself a patient. So that's a good one. I like that one. How about what, what's the biggest obstacle salespeople put in their way? Uh, again, it's the mindset thing. It, it's the thinking that, that, Oh, you know, all, all the businesses are shut down. There's no opportunities out there. You know, it's like, you know, I can't do anything. I don't have the ability to make money. And, and the reality of it is, is that, there's still plenty of business that are businesses that are really working hard and really thriving right now. And you need to find them. And the ones that are struggling are the ones that need your help the most. And if, you know, even if you're not making money with them right now, you will make money with them sometime this year or whatever, and they will be indebted to you. And you won't just have a customer. You'll have a friend for life. If you, if you help them through this, this time. And that is the great opportunity, Jeffrey, you know, you're, you're a big marketing guy. So you know that yeah. you know, major brands gain market share, during times like this, when everyone else is cutting back, you as a right. salesperson need to be doing the same thing while other salespeople are bemoaning their fate and, you know, making all kinds of excuses not to make sales calls. Now is the time where you, you make more sales calls and you reach out and you stay in touch with your existing accounts and, and keep them engaged and with you. 
Yeah, we see this all the time. I think biggest mistakes most salespeople they keep trying to sell and they keep trying to provide. Like, like, look, I just went through. I got I got twelve more slides on my deck. Shut up! You had me at hello. You had me at I want to buy. You know, stop stop selling. Stop pushing. It's like kind of like a when a Q tip when you put a Q tip in your ear and it meets resistance. And you go too stop. far. <laughs> yeah, stop, stop, yeah. stop, stop. Well, the number hey, let's one take another. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the, the number one thing that, that that buyers say that it irritates the most about salespeople, according to research we did last year, is pushiness. And it's because you haven't established the value, you haven't given them a reason to buy, but you keep pushing them to, to make a decision that they're not ready to make. That's yeah. the number one mistake salespeople make. Beyond yeah, but see, and that's the that's the bad rap that most salespeople get is that they're too pushy or whatever. Again, you get back to your core thing that you said earlier: selling is helping. Selling is all about relationships. It wasn't long ago, and I still hear some very naive um, thought leaders who say, oh my gosh, um, it's all about the relationships. Well, listen, my friends, it's always been about relationships when it comes Mm -hmm. to great service and great selling, great marketing, great business. It's always about the relationships. And speaking relationships, let me take a quick break and I'll be right back because I want to talk about my relationships with the people that advertise on this show. C-Suite Radio. All right, we're back. We're talking with Lee Smith, the founder and CEO of Sales Fuel, and also he is one of our C-Suite Network advisors, one of our most trusted uh, thought leaders in the C-Suite Network, and he co-hosts a podcast on the C-Suite Radio Network. And we're so excited to have him here with us. And I did a I did a I did a webinar with him the other day on advertising. And in our in our few minutes that we have left, Lee, I'd like to talk about advertising. You, mm-hmm. we we did a one on advertising. How do we advertise right now? And should brands be spending critical ad dollars right now when everyone else seems to be ooh, cutting back? There was a study that was just released last week by the 4As, the American Advertising Association. And uh, you know, it, it says that the consumers want to hear from their brands, but they, but they want to hear what they're doing for the community and what they're doing to help and how, you know, what they're doing to help people through this crisis. That's what they want to hear right now. They don't want to necessarily, they don't want a hard sell. So if I'm not a big fan of the hard sell to begin with, but now is absolutely the wrong time for that. But you've got to stay out there. You've got to keep your name out in front of people, whatever, but let them know, you know, that you're not tone deaf, that you're empathetic to, you know, what everybody is going through. It's not business as usual. I have a, a, a video series on LinkedIn called Business as Unusual, and uh, they need to be out there showing people what they're doing to help. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to be straightforward about what we want to talk about. I mean, I have some salespeople call me right now saying, Hey, can we get together for a virtual beer? And I go, I don't drink beer. So what do you want? You know, you, you have to be direct. Like a and, light? Yeah. And I don't even do a course light. I mean, yeah, I don't do a Corona. I don't do a Corona light. I'm not doing a course light, but, but that's, my, the, that's the anecdote. There you go. My, well, that could very well be if it is, I'm in, if it is, I'm in. But my point is, is that we just don't spend the time to figure out how we should be helping. And I think that's what you're saying there is that they want to see uh, genuineness. They want to see people mm-hmm. being authentic. They want to see people being human. Don't sell me on this thing. Sell me on what you really do and who you are. And I think that's just valuable advice. What would be the one thing you tell a CEO right now when it comes to sales that they should be having their team focus on, Lee? 
They should be focusing on recovery. Get ready for the recovery. So that yes, there's retention right now. That's what they need to do now. But next, they need to focus on the recovery. And all the things that I just mentioned about the ways that business has changed forever. You know, think about the things we've had to postpone, like like weddings and graduations and vacations, and uh, you know, just the ways that business have changed. Uh, You know, when things start to go back to normal, that's when they need to. You know, hire more people, hire more salespeople, get the salespeople trained, and uh, all people then that, that interface with customers then you know to get them ready then to take full advantage. Because what's going to happen is like you've got a lot of we've had we're going to have a lost quarter, and, and and you can look at sporting events as a great example of that. Think of all the sporting events that aren't going to be played. What's going to happen? They're going to try to cram all those sporting events in the last six months of the year. And that's yeah. what a lot of people are going to be doing with some of these events and, and these special occasions and things like that. And you better buckle up and you better be ready. I'm just, it's going to be curious to watch, you know, the major sports leagues, things like that. Just speaking of that, how they're going to have to renegotiate those salaries, renegotiate oh. that they're not playing. Those guys are, you know, uh, you know, if they're not playing, they don't get paid, but I'm sure they get paid something. Boy, I, I would, it would be interesting. I'd love to be in the boardroom right now, seeing how they're doing that and what they're doing and the way they're doing it. I would really be, it'd be curious to do, to do that. I'd like to hear from their lawyers about the business interruption insurance and how that plays in with, with COVID-19. I know a lot of restaurateurs are, ever, are having the same thoughts right now too. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so far that hasn't applied. Although there have been some, some venues or places that do have pandemic insurance. I heard that Wimbledon has for decades been paying for pandemic insurance. And up until today, it cost them, those premiums cost them 75 million. And now they're getting a payout of, I think I heard close to a billion. So it's going to be interesting to see if that indeed is the case. So, or whatever they get more power to them. Um, Certainly uh, there's a lot of money out there that they've been made in the insurance companies for years. Uh, We know a lot of money. Lee, I got to tell you, you've just been insightful. I think it's been great. You know, our episode for this is about, you know, push or pause and how to move forward during crisis. You gave us some great ideas and you are just a great leader in sales. We've been talking with Lee Smith, founder and CEO of Sales Fuel. Of course, you can catch him on his own podcast right here on C-Suite Radio as well. But don't forget, got some new books coming out. Check them out. You know, look on Amazon or go to your local bookstore. Your local bookstore is still doing work. They're still trying to open, stay open and they'll get it to you. Make sure you can buy it through them as well. We want you to make sure you do it. And thank you, Lee, for being a part of this show today. Anytime, anything for you, Jeffrey. Oh, I always love to talk about what I learned. And i tell you what I learned on this part of the show. i tell you, selling is helping. Selling is helping. A lot of people think selling is just shouting and talking until someone finally gives in. That's not the case. You got to help people. You got to show them the value. And that's what I learned today. That's the big keeper that I've got today. I hope you found one too by listening in right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Don't forget, tune in to C-Suite Radio. Thanks. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.